Thank you for joining me, Katie Feeney, for my Sing My Soul podcast, a time to connect to your soul and hear the song that's within you. On Tuesdays, I tell stories from my memoir, Three Fingers Cove. My hope is that by accompanying me on the journey through these stories, you'll find your own moments and know that grace accompanies you too. Today's chapter is called The Celebration of Life. The community at Christ House, our Franciscan church, became an extension, an integral part of our family life. The awakening and faith we experienced deepened, and that was expressed in many ways. Christ House was first and foremost a retreat house, and many people came from all over to make retreats there. My mother was asked to be part of one of the teams that gave retreats in the summer to groups of nuns. One Friday night, she gave a talk to a group of sisters who were making a retreat. She spoke about how she had changed with the baptism in the Spirit, and she said, Now that we have the Lord in our lives, we can withstand anything. Those words were very true, but over the next years, they were certainly tested. The very day after that Friday night talk was a hot August summer day. Our Nana was visiting. The day went as usual, with swimming, hanging out, Dad played a round of golf, dinner, TV with Nana, while Mom took a shower and Dad took a nap. As sometimes happened at the lake at dusk, a bat flew in the house. Nana was trying to shoo it away from flying around her head, while Adele was shrieking. Dad ran to the doorway from the front of the house and shouted, Open the back door! They and it were in the back kitchen family room. In the confusion, they couldn't seem to follow his instructions, so Dad ran out the front door and around the house to open the back door from the outside. But before he reached the door, he collapsed on the ground outside the back door, causing even more mayhem. My mother, hearing the commotion from the bathroom, came out and started screaming too. Our wonderful neighbor, Lucille, ran through the hedges and took charge. The ambulance was called, and the friars from Christ House arrived, even before the ambulance, and anointed my father. By the time I got home from babysitting, the doctors at the hospital had told us that my father would need open-heart surgery and aortic valve replacement. At that time, a fairly new procedure. I remember crying myself to sleep that night. My mother created what she called her mail-order prayer group, 175 close friends and family. I have 47 first cousins, just on my mother's side, and another 20 on my father's side. She would write letters and share scripture readings with the group, and they would send readings back to us. One of the readings that came from the mail-order prayer group was from Ecclesiasticus, Sirach. 
the healing of the Lord sometimes comes through the hands of the physicians. So we prayed for that and hung on to that word. There were several miracles that happened during the time between my father's heart attack in August and his surgery in January. My father had just started a new job in commercial real estate in New York City. When he told his boss that he would need open-heart surgery, his boss said, My cousin is the best catheterization doctor in the country. You have to go to him. The catheterization is the procedure that gives the open-heart surgeon the pictures of the heart that guide him through the procedure. Through this connection, my parents realized that the best place and surgeon for my father's surgery was Dr. Denton Cooley in Houston, Texas. He was the creator of the aortic valve replacement surgery. The surgery was scheduled for January 4th, 1974, and because my father's catheterization had been performed by Dr. Zucker, they did not have to repeat it when he arrived at Houston. The months between the heart attack and the surgery were very difficult and stressful. My mother's words that night were so true, I can't imagine going through it without the Lord. For me, during this time, I was trying to find my way in faith. A friend gave me a card with the prayer of abandonment by Charles de Foucault. It's a surrender prayer, and I loved it and set it to music. I read the Bible, the scriptures, and was drawn to the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus, praying, Father, not my will, but yours be done. It was very hard. My father was very special to me. There were many nights during my bedwetting years that he intervened and saved me from a cruel awakening. I remember the day my parents left for Houston. I watched out the front window as my father walked out the door, memorizing his face and wondering if I would see him again. I prayed, Your will be done, Lord. Of course I was hoping healing was God's will, and I was trying to trust God as my father, too. The day Dr. Cooley did my father's surgery, he did 20 open-heart surgeries. He had a whole team, and he performed the actual valve replacement. All went well and my mother was waiting in a reception room with the families of the other patients. Dr. Cooley and his team came to my mother, reviewed my father's surgery with her, and turned to leave. She stopped him and said, Can I shake your hand, the hand that held the heart? He smiled and shook her hand, and the other families gathered around to shake his hand as well. When my mother went into the recovery room, my father was hooked up to tubes in his arms and in his mouth. He couldn't speak, but he looked up at her and he winked. We knew then that he was going to be all right, and to this day, a wink can completely melt my heart. 
We were so happy and thankful to God that my father's surgery was successful. My mother decided to throw a big party, and she called it a celebration of life. She invited her whole mail-order prayer group, all 175 people, to our house, and she told them that if it had been my father's funeral, they would have come, so they better come to the party to thank God for the healing. The only problem was we had a small lake house and a big yard, so my mother told the Lord that it better not rain. And she told everyone not to worry. She had taken care of the weather. Well, the morning of the party, we woke up and, you guessed it, it was raining. Actually, it was a deluge. To make matters a little worse, one of my cousins who lived in South Jersey called and said, Congratulations, Jean, you did it. It's a sunny day. She wasn't being mean, It was sunny down south, but my mother could see from a little sailboat docked in the lake that the winds were coming from the north. The storm was rolling in, and the prospects for a sunny day at our house were bleak. She went to where my father was, and smart man, he sat her down, and they prayed. He had a great gift of praying, opening the Bible, and finding a word from God. So he opened the Bible, and his eye fell on the line in the Psalms where it says, The day of the Lord is not always as you plan. He closed it and said, Well, Jean, it might rain. They prayed again, and with grace, my mother was able to say, Okay, Lord, However you want it to be is okay with me. They made plans of where to go and what to do with all the people. A little while later, my mother went out to the back of the house and looked out at the lake. The sailboat had completely turned around. The winds were coming from the south. A little while later, the sun came out and we had a beautiful sunny day. Mass on the lawn, it was the 70s, and dancing till all hours. But through it all, my father's heart attack, the mail-order prayer group, the celebration of life, the moment I hold most dear is that moment when my mother, in the midst of what was for her desperation, prayed, Okay, Lord, however you want it to be, is okay with me.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of my Sing My Soul podcast. Please do me a favor and rate and review the podcast. It helps spread the word. And check out my website at katiefeeney.com for links to my albums that stream for free at SoundCloud, my meditation app in the Apple Store, and my Patreon page, the way you can help support the podcast. God bless you and your families.